Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Uh, Alrighty, we have returned again with a mini-sode. Whoa, it's been a minute. Remember when we said we were going to do it like every other week and then we just did it for a while? <laughs> yeah. Don't you hate enjoying the show because you don't get to enjoy it that much? Yeah. I'm going to take Kaylee down with me and say that it's both of our faults. We're just two busy people. I don't know. Maybe we'll make a Patreon and you guys can pay us and we'll do it sooner. I don't know. <laughs> and so like, but like to, to say that at this point, it feels indignant. Pay to be, like, me. Fucking pay me. Fucking pay me. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a free fun thing. So yeah. you'll, you'll get it when you get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a hobby. This is a hobby for sure. But we love you guys all the same. And we're so happy that you actually listen to us and you stick around and all the great feedback that you guys give us. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much Thank for listening guys. to us talk about random shit. Yeah. Because it's a lot of fun for me. I don't know about Jeremy. I hate this. It's the, it's the worst part of my life. Yeah, I love my s- life. subjecting him it's to... The, it's the, it is the burden of my life. <laughs> so as we discussed last minisode, we won't do too much of the back and forth. We'll just kind of dive straight into our subject. And this minisode is going to be all about something that I researched, which is Lilith. I have no idea what it means. I, you kind of described it to me a long time ago in person, not in front of a microphone, mm-hmm. I think. I think it wasn't. Maybe the microphones just weren't turned on because we pretty much just yeah. talk in this basement in front of microphones. So it was probably in front of this microphone. <laughs> yeah, but, it wasn't. Uh, it I already was... for, I've already forgot what the, it was about and I'm excited to rediscover it. Yeah, it was something that like, I was really interested in for a long time, but I didn't really know anything about. I used to watch True Blood. Which, if you mm-hmm. don't know, is a, a very gay show. A very gay show. The homoerotic to the max. Yeah, it's a show about vampires, and it's based off of a novel series, which I also read <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of. Guilty as charged. But Lilith makes an appearance in the show, and I thought hmm. when she made the appearance, it was like really, really interesting. Ever since then, I wanted to learn more about her, and then I never did. And I stumbled across her name when I was doing the Crossroads episode research. Which, when this comes out, won't have been out yet, so stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, it's coming up next. Yeah, it's Crossroads. Coming, it's coming up next. I, I love that episode. But, yeah, it really sparked my interest again, and I decided to do a mini-sode on it. So, Lilith is a demon in mainly Jewish mythology. Not mythology. Jewish, like, religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her religion. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> so, she is the most notorious demon in the Jewish religion. She is described as the thief of newborn children. And folklore explains that demons not only kill infants, but also produce depraved offspring by attaching themselves to human beings and copulating at night. Yes. Wait, so so they possess somebody or they just have sex with somebody? Uh, They just have lots of sex. In its demon form, like I am a demon mm-hmm. and I'm made out of plasma or whatever. I don't know what they're made out of. Uh, and you just have sex with a person or do you have to enter a person and be like, I'm this person, just kidding, and then have sex as that as a conduit? Uh, no. So you just find a human. And just latch on. You just latch on. Like a succubus. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. a succubus. Going to suck your bus. Gross. Lilith is explained in a lot of different mythology as a succubus. So that's like a common okay. 
uh, synonym, I guess, if you want to use that word. I love cinnamon. He's cinnamon, yeah. So Lilith means the night, and she embodies the emotional and spiritual aspects of darkness. So think Ooh. things like terror, sensuality, unbridled freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, road trip. Road trip. Uh, she's the dangerous embodiment of dark feminine powers. Ooh. So you can think in like a medieval ages, really primitive ancient ages, women were... Whores. Right. They were really repressed. Yeah. So the thought of a woman being free was like a horrifying thought. It was like scary. It was super scary. So it makes sense that she invokes fear because she's so free. She goes against the grain. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's a very frightful idea. Right, exactly. At the time, it would break your worldview. Because women were very subordinate, you know, pleasing man, and Lilith was against all of that. Yeah, she's out there sucking buses. <laughs> <laughs> so Lilith appeared in stories that originated in the Near East as early as 4000 BCE. So she's extremely, extremely Holy old. Shit. Yeah, she wow. shows up in a lot of different areas of the world which I always think is really interesting how she pops up in different forms and a lot of different stories. Okay. But she was originally known as a wilderness spirit. Amulets and incantation bowls were found with her name and like her picture. So they were used to counter her sinister powers as a winged spirit who preyed on pregnant women and infants. So if you were a pregnant woman or if you had a newborn child, you would wear an amulet or you would have like a priest come by and do like an incantation. And it said that if you had an amulet, she couldn't steal your child. I wonder why. Why that Ooh. was thought. Oh, uh, you know, she knows. She yeah, knows know. why. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm going to kind of get into history first and then more into like Good. biblical stuff, which cool. kind of explains all of that. So the stories made it across the entire world essentially to like Egyptians, Israelis, and Greeks. She made an appearance in the Bible as well as a demon shunned by the prophet Isaiah. Hmm. The Dead Sea Scrolls she shows up in. She lacks the specifics in a lot of different areas. And that just kind of proves that she was so well known. She, That's weird. She didn't need to be explained. Like everyone yeah. just kind of oh, knew her yeah. as word of mouth. Like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like you didn't have to be like, oh, Lilith, this person, this person. Everyone just kind of knew. Yeah. So you mentioned. Like, I know who that girl is. Yeah. You mentioned her name and then, you know, whatever. But it does place her in these stories in desolate places, such as the desert. That's kind of like her home. Mm-hmm. And the wilderness symbolizes a mental and physical barrenness. So she's okay. like a wilderness spirit, and she's like seen in these areas where it's really barren, like the desolate, desert. Desolate, no humanity. Desolate, yeah. And that kind of plays into the idea that she's infertile, like she's not a woman. You know, she's not Mm -hmm. like that real feminine. There's no bounty. It's all just empty. Yeah. So at critical junctures in a woman's life, like puberty, marriage, you know, losing your virginity or childbirth, ancient people thought that supernatural forces were at work. So to explain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Periods. Better call a wizard. Yeah. Demon. Uh, So to explain the high infant mortality rate, that was huge because no one was washing their fucking hands yeah no one's washing their fucking hands nope it's the devil also sids sudden infant death syndrome stuff like that Uh, a demon goddess was thought to be the cause of it so lilith would kind of explain why all of these infants were dying out of seemingly no causes and the ambulance kind of helped these generations of people to cope with their fear of high infant mortality rates so if you're familiar with the bible 
Abel and Cain were the children of Adam and Eve. They were the first children. And Cain, who was really jealous of Abel, killed Abel. And that was the first death. And there was a 130-year period between the death of Abel and the birth of Seth, which was the next son to be birthed. In the 130-year period between the death of Abel and the birth of Seth, Adam separates himself from Eve, and he fathers a series of ghosts and male and female demons. What the fuck? Who does this? Adam does this? Yeah. So Adam separates from Eve and becomes a father of ghosts and male and female demons. And those who try to construct the Tower of Babel are turned into apes, spirits, devils, and night demons. What the actual hell? So if you're not familiar with the Tower of Babel either. Of course I'm not. I don't know. Kind of an interesting story. It's not really relevant, but I'll tell you anyway because I thought it was cool. Uh, (laughs) Basically, it was a bunch of really religious people trying to build a tower high enough to reach heaven and get into like God's domain. God didn't like that. So to stop the construction of it, he made it so everyone wasn't able to understand each other suddenly and that's thought to be the origin of why there's so many different languages oh cool on earth yeah so they weren't able to construct it because nobody could coordinate and understand each other to build this tower that was very smart of our lord yeah very smart i thought that was like so interesting (laughs) that is really really cool little story yeah so adam in that 30 year period had all these demon babies he was, and he was just he was just rubbing them out <laughs> one yeah, by one rubbing out. He had all each these one was a failure spirits Ghosts. and devils who yeah. yeah who try to turn the people that were building the tower of babel into different <laughs> demons and stuff because fuck you guys yeah <laughs> well, the world was in a weird place then right brief background to get more into the biblical sense the birth of humans is described in genesis 1 and then again in genesis 2 the sequel. So in Genesis 1, it says, quote, So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. End quote. That's like a lot of repetitiveness. But, <laughs> yeah. They want to really uh, make sure you understood. Right. He created them. He created them. But it said that in Genesis 1, he used the earth to create a man and woman. And it was thought to be Adam and Eve. Yeah. But then in Genesis 2, it says, quote, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Why didn't he just breathe into his mouth? Yeah, right. Why, why does he got to like, suck on their nose? Yeah, that would be painful. So the... <laughs> yeah, really. It's right to your brain. Right to your brain. <gasps> brain freeze. Snorting his spit. <laughs> so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took from his side and closed up its place with flesh. And from the side that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Yeah, because there's that story about Eve being made from Adam's rib, which is why. Oh, no, there's even that explanation where like the bone he took from. And we talked about this. I hate saying this. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Uh, The baculum, which is the penis bone that you find in most animals. Yeah. Uh, Humans obviously don't have them. If you do, see a doctor. (laughs) But there's a story, I think, uh, there's a theory that the creation myth was trying to say was God had taken Adam's baculum and made that Eve. Oh, interesting. Okay, I kind of vaguely remember you talking about that. So uh, as an explanation as to why we don't have a penis bone. So all you ladies out there, you you came from a dick bone. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You dirty, dirty girls. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I've never said you dirty, dirty girls ever in my life. I hope you never say it again. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) 
So obviously there's a bit of discrepancy between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And Jewish scholars took this as two separate events. And it seems that there were two females made in the two separate accounts of the creation of humankind. So they're considering every word of the Bible to be accurate and sacred. So commentators needed an interpretation to explain the two different views in the two creation narratives. Mm -hmm. So God created woman twice, once with man and once from man's side. Threesome. So there must have been two different women. Oh, man. Since Adam names the second female Eve, Lilith was identified as the first female in order to complete the narrative. She was the dirt girl. She was the dirt, dirt girl. Dirt girl, bone girl. So yeah, Gen- He named his wife. Isn't that gross? Yeah, right? It, I, gets, it gets weirder. You're Susan. You're Susan. I'm going to marry you. <laughs> so Genesis 1 describes the creation of Adam and an independent, powerful, unnamed woman who is then Lilith. Sages identify Lilith several times by the first Eve indicating that her full story was well-known in oral tradition. Oh. Which is interesting. It just wasn't translated in text. Right. So the details of Lilith's creation and the relationship with Adam are described in the Book of Ben Sira, which is a work from the 10th century BC. Okay. So this was kind of transcribing a lot of the oral stories down into texts, and this is like the most complete work i guess of lilith and her story but the story existed a lot earlier this is just like a later translation so maybe that's why she's seen as being barren because she was made she wasn't made from the organic material she was made of the earth while eve was part of adam she was made for him Mm -hmm. lilith was just sort of this earth earth woman soiled so in the original genesis one god created lilith from the earth just as he had with adam but They immediately started fighting, Lilith and Adam did. Typical. Right? Because Adam always wanted to be on top and would never serve under Lilith. So he said the bottom was her rightful place. Fuck Adam. Yeah, right? Also, like, uh, I like to imagine they're just talking about, like, missionary position. Yeah, I mean, yes. (laughs) Come on, Adam, stop. They they are. are, This is what I I like. They're referring to uh, sex in that, but also in general. They're saying that bottom. He just used her for sex. Yeah. He wifed Eve. So Lilith just wanted to be treated as an equal. She said, we both came from the earth. We're both equal. Like, you're not above me and I'm not below you. Um, And Adam's like, I can't hear you over the sound of my penis bone. What's that? I'm sorry. (laughs) She just wanted her freedom from Adam, basically. Yeah. And to rule together. But she realized that Adam would not do as she requested. And so she pronounced the ineffable name and flew away into the air. So what does, what, that, what does that mean, the ineffable name? So God's name is considered so holy that it's unspeakable. By saying his name... Ernest. <laughs> God's right? name is Ernest. Some Jewish priests, like a high, high priest, mm-hmm. are the only ones that are allowed to say God's name. And even then, they're only allowed to say it like once a year or wow. something like that back yeah. in the day. I don't know if they still do that. But it's so holy that it's unspeakable. And by her saying God's name... Lilith sins and shows her unworthiness to reside in paradise. Hmm. So by saying God's name, she gained power and was able to fly. And that's where she gains her wings that is seen a lot in the folklore. Okay, cool. So three angels were sent to pursue her, but she fiercely refused to return to the Garden of Eden. She swears that she will not kill any child that wears an amulet with her name so that she won't be drawn by the angels. So they're basically like, come with us or we'll kill you. And Lilith is like, how about if any child wears my amulet, I won't kill them. And then you guys can kill a hundred of my spawn. 
Huh. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll go with that. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's such a weird negotiation. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I guess it's like a common knowledge that a hundred demons die every day. Lilith's spawn. Sounds like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Yeah. Every day, a hundred demons die. So that's why it was believed that if you wore the amulets, that you're protected. You're, you're protected. But I thought it was interesting too. Supposedly, Lilith flees to the Sea of Reeds which is the place where the Hebrews will one day go free from slavery. In this version of the story, Lilith becomes what all tyrants fear, a person who is aware she is enslaved, which is like so goosebumpy. So she knows that she would just be a servant to Adam, and she refuses to go into that role. So she runs away to what becomes the place where the Hebrews are freed from slavery as well. Yeah. So it's very like this location is that's associated with freedom. Yeah. Okay. So she refuses a submissive role and in the end refuses marriage altogether, preferring to become a demon rather than live under Adam. And that kind of becomes the archetype of the sexes. Like man cannot cope with women's desires for freedom and woman cannot settle for anything less. So in the end they both lose and it's kind of like this constant battle between the two. Yeah. For centuries. I think that her um, her demands were just too high. It was ridiculous. Like, right. You want to be your own person? Wow. How inconvenient for everyone else. How about you just suck my dip when I tell you <laughs> my to? Dip, my dip. <laughs> suck my dip. <laughs> suck my dip. <laughs> Screw you, Lilith. Come on. Yeah. Just be subservient. So far, Lilith is pretty cool. Yeah. It is implied, though, that she does kill some babies. So maybe she's, that's kind of confusing. But other than that, I'm on her side. Right. Isn't it weird how, like, when you look at a lot of these antiheroes in mythology, their values sort of mirror modern day values? Mm -hmm. And, like, the heroes don't. Right. These, uh, the the bad guys have, like, really liberal values. Mm -hmm. I find that very strange. Yeah. I really want to talk about Medusa. One of these like mini episodes because her story is very similar. Like kind of tragic too. Yeah, it's very tragic and it's very like a sad story. She's like a sympathetic monster. Yeah. There's Stay a lot tuned of for those. that. Stay I'll tuned, everybody. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you that story at some point. But when Lilith had left the Garden of Eden, Adam was like, "God, the woman you made me ran away. Like, what am I supposed to do yeah. now?" Dad, my girlfriend dumped me. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'll send the angels, and if she comes back, that's cool. If not, then mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll get you a new dog. Yeah, and so she didn't come back, and he's like, all right, I I'll guess I'll make you another woman. So he then made a woman from his side who Adam named Eve, and Eve was made to please man and is subordinate to him. Adam approves. He loves the new, like, subordinate Eve. The and, new iOS. Right. And that's how, you know, Adam and Eve, whatever. Well, wow, it's pretty that's a, it's pretty gross. Yeah. It's actually interesting. There's a lot of, like, modern interpretations of the story. And one of them says that Lilith became lonely and tried to get back into the Garden of Eden, but she wasn't allowed back in. They always come back. Yeah. So she was, like, hanging around the outside of it, like the gate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Eve had been told all these stories about how she was like evil and, you know, killer of children because Adam was upset that she had left. Yeah. And Eve ends up finding Lilith on the other side of the Garden of Eden. Uh-huh. And they end up talking and becoming friends because Eve realizes that all the stories told about her were false and she was actually like nice. That's so cool. That's so interesting. Yeah, I love that. And then another one said they were lesbians, which was even better. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Lilith. That's cool. 
Go That's Lilith really cool. and Eve, I stand. That's fascinating. Wow, I gotta yeah, look into that. It was cool. But in another area of the world, the Zohar is a mystical work from the twelfth century in Spain. And imagines Lilith as not only the first wife of Adam, but also the wife of Samuel or Asmodeus, or the leader of fallen angels. So in this adaptation, Lilith had left paradise and ended up getting together with the king of demons and made her the queen of demons. God was concerned with the couple producing a, like a huge horde of demons, basically. Yeah, right. So he castrated Samuel and Lilith decided to satisfy her passions her real horniness by dallying with other men and causing their nocturnal emissions, which she uses to become (sighs) pregnant. That's a great, that's a great explanation for nocturnal emissions. For anybody who's ever taken a health class or not even health (laughs) class, like in seventh grade, when you have to watch that video about how like your body works, Mm -hmm. nocturnal emissions is when like a, a human male involuntarily ejaculates in their sleeve. Yeah. I love how these stories like are explanations for like I know. natural occurrences. I, I love that too. I think it's like so interesting seeing yeah. how they connected everything. Right. Because it said that man should not sleep alone or else Lilith will come and basically fuck you. Take yeah. all your sperm. And oh, no. I don't want babies. that to happen. Yeah. Oh, geez. Make, oh, sounds terrible. Make demon babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you would turn into like a demon yourself or something. Oh, which okay. Would kinda, the catch. That would, that would kind of suck. That would suck. But yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And it ties into the Greeks and vampires. So I kind of mentioned earlier in like yeah. True Blood, like oh, Lilith yeah. was seen as like the mother of vampires. Oh, cool. And it translates to Greek mythology. So in the Latin version of the book of Isaiah, Lilith is translated to Lamia. I hope I'm saying that right. Lilith is connected to the Greek Lamia, who is also associated with child stealing demons. Lamia is said to be the daughter of Hecate, which I'll talk about in the Crossroads episode oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you will. I will talk about That's right. in the Crossroads episode. Uh, and she, Hecate, is the goddess of Crossroads, and she's seen as the, what's the word I'm looking for? Gatekeeper? The gatekeeper. Yeah. Thank you. So, You're welcome. So Lamia is seen as the daughter of Hecate, who is also associated with witchcraft and sorcery and demons. Mm-hmm. And others say she was cursed by Hera to have stillborn children after fucking with Zeus. And Lamia fucked with Zeus, or Zeus fucked with her because Zeus was like a horny. Zeus was not good, dude. dude. Yeah, Zeus he was, was really like he was. He hated humans. And Lamia was a normal person. She wasn't like a god or deity or anything like that. So Hera was so upset that she. There's a few different stories. She cursed her to have stillborn children. Or she slew all of her children in anger, and the grief caused Lamia to turn into a monster that took revenge on mothers by stealing their children and devouring them. Another story says that Hera made Lamia insane so that she would eat all of her children. So in all of these... Why didn't she just like go to Zeus and be like, hey, bucko, stop sleeping around? So man is never in the wrong. It's always the other one. Because it's men writing these things. That's why. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) And all of these stories, it has like a similar theme. They have a vicious sexual appetite and they're notorious for being a vampiric spirit. In this story, Lamia was given the mark of Sybil or second sight granted by Zeus. I think it's Sybil. Sybil. And she was cursed by Hera to never be able to shut her eyes so that she would forever obsess over her dead children. 
Oh my god. Yeah, and what Zeus the hell? Yeah, Zeus was like, I kind of feel bad. I kind of like fucked her. So <laughs> <laughs> So he allowed her to remove her eyes from her sockets. What a nice guy. That's not really winning. No. <laughs> That's what sort a of nice like guy. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, Zeus? You're a god. You can make things. Right. You can just cure her, but What the hell? Yeah, and said just I'll give make her... it better. Let's scoop your eyes out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'll give you a second pair of eyeballs. How about that? <laughs> Two cue balls. Just How do you feel about that? Pop them right in there. But that's believed to be the origin of vampires. These women who are like demons, serpent women. Vengeful, who... jealous, leeching life forces off of things. Yeah. And it kind of morphed into like the European belief of vampires being an undead, like a necromancy yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, that attachment to death. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they sucked the blood out of people. So it's kind of like a cool... You can watch it. Yeah, you can watch it transition and transform. Yeah, so that's why in some stories, Lilith is the mother of vampires because she was kind of the first person, the mother of demons, to spawn the vampires, which is interesting. So she also has ties to the occult. She's really popular among Wiccans and, and witchcraft. She's seen as the first mother Lilith appears as a succubus in Aleister Crowley's De Art Magica. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So that sounds like something he'd write. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good old Aleister. Good old Aleister Crowley. The beast. It was kind of interesting, actually. Aleister Crowley loved Lilith so much that he used the name as one of the middle names of one of his children. That's creepy, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's because he was all into sex magic, and obviously mm-hmm. succubus or succubi, succubuses, mm-hmm. succubi, succubi. That's an alteration of uh, nail and bell, succubi. So sex magic, you can kind of see that connection to sex, sex magic and the legend of Lilith being a succubus, because the mythical power of sex and stuff like that. And he and Aleister Crowley was obsessed with sex and magic. He was honestly, he was just a sex and drug addict. Yeah, that was untreated. I think if you if you get a sex addict who's also a drug addict and is also scary looking and bald, <laughs> and just let them go untreated for long enough, they will create religions. Yeah, and cults to fuck. He just wanted an excuse for orgies. That's all he wanted. An excuse to fuck women. Yep, and That's to put on fun it. costumes because he was big into pageantry. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, have you ever heard of Charles Leland? That sounds like a guy that could live down the street from me. <laughs> Uh, he's also really big in the occult world. He made a book called Aradia. Aradia. The thing about these occult authors is their titles are always so like... Just stupid. Yeah. like yeah, That's Ooh, not a word I know. So divine. Yeah. Ooh, so De complicated. Yeah, yeah. So mystical. But Charles Leland wrote this book called Aradia and Lilith is in it. She's one of the principal figures in the Gospel of the Witches which was used as a religious text by a group of pagan witches. He intended it to be a religious text for witches. Yeah. Radia. He should have just called it the witch book. That would have sold the a lot witch more. Book, yeah. People know what they're buying. Gospel of the witches sounds kind of cool. That's though. really cool, actually. That's a cool sounding thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then also theistic Satanists consider Lilith a goddess. So theistic sure. Satanists are Satanists who believe Satan as a deity or okay. a god. A literal god. A literal god. So mm-hmm. theistic Satanists see Lilith as a goddess, and they believe she is the wife of Satan and think of her as a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Again, because she was like the first woman that was made. Sure. She was cast from heaven, or she left heaven and then married 
Satan or the serpent or the a Satan a satanic figure a, a satanic figure the king of demons. So yeah. she's seen. She's the Mrs. Claus. She's the Mrs. Claus of Satanism. Yeah. I found this really interesting website that talks about the Black Mirror of Lilith. Hmm. In Jewish folklore, all mirrors are seen as gateways to the realm of Lilith, which is like super interesting. Is that when when someone in 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 uh, Jewish faith when you when you sit shiva after someone dies, it's often customary to cover up mirrors. I there might be another that. reason for that, but I wonder if that plays into it. I think it's something to do with like you're not supposed to think about yourself; you're supposed to think about the person who's died. If you're Jewish, <laughs> and yeah, you're listening, you're, let us know. If you're Jewish, let me know because I love all of this, and I know essentially nothing about Jewish culture and religion, so I might be botching all of this. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mirrors are seen as gateways to the realm of Lilith, and the mirror of Lilith shows up in the Munich Handbook of Necromancy. So this mm. is like a I wouldn't say like a popular thing, but it's a it's a well-known thing in witchcraft. So it's for detecting crime and like other type of spiritual questions. Mm-hmm. How you would make a mirror of Lilith is you would get a mirror and paint it with specific text. So you'd write like God the Almighty, God the Supreme, whatever, like all around the exterior of it. And it looks really fucking creepy, actually. I'll show you a picture. Uh Ooh, yeah, that looks haunted, whatever that is. Yeah, it looks looks witchcrafty. Yeah. I think it's written in Hebrew. So you have to write, God the holy, God the strong, God the immortal, father of the age to come. On Mm. the sides of the, it looks like a shield, kind of. Yeah, it kind of looks like a a crest of something, yeah. Yeah, and then you have the five-pointed star in the corners, in the three corners. And then the middle, you have Lilith, which is the name of the mirror. So when you make this mirror, you're supposed to take it to a crossroads. Hmm. Wow. Again, crossroads. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. So you take it to a crossroads in the evening dusk on a day of Mars or Saturn, and you say this like conjuration incantation. So you drive out there, maybe rent like a truck from Home Depot because you're carrying a giant mirror. (laughs) You gotta drive out there, pick up this big ass mirror, (laughs) (laughs) fucking wobble out. Right. Hey, 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 Kate. Sit there, and then you say a bunch of really scary things and hope no one stumbles upon you. So when you leave, you're supposed to go home a different way. And then at the same hour and day, go to the crossroads again and take the mirror with you. When you want to know about anything uncertain, you may compel the same spirit to come. And then you can ask it what you wish, and it'll tell you from the Mm -hmm. mirror. Oh, so you'll see the spirit in the mirror? Yeah. <gasps> That's scary. That's that a scary f- part of that. Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah. So this person that was talking about this on this website said that they did it. They yeah. made they made these mirrors and went to go use it. But in the middle of making the third one, they became violently ill. Out of nowhere, they got like an extreme case of vertigo. And they were incapacitated for eight hours. They couldn't get off the floor because they were spinning so bad and they were constantly vomiting. So they took the mirror to a crossroads and buried it for 24 hours. And then they came back, they uncovered it, broke it, and then buried it again. And then they felt better. They, it like, kind of was like an instant. The yeah, probably a away. good sign of like, man, I really shouldn't be messing with this. Yeah, like, ooh, fuck. That's the issue I find researching all this occult stuff when you're trying to do rituals like this there's so many steps to it too so like if you got to commit you have to like you know bury it wait 24 hours break it bury it again mm-hmm. like 
Right. And also, like, don't mess with demonic magic, maybe. Yeah. I think even if you don't believe this, it's real, like, just don't surround yourself with those harsh ideas yeah, in general. Yeah, that, that bad energy. I think it's, uh, yeah. Placebo. Placebo. At the best. Yeah. Dangerous at worst. Yeah, deadly at worst. Deadly at worst, yeah, definitely. But also at best, like you get to talk to a ghost in the mirror, and that's pretty cool. Unless it wants to take your soul. That's scary then. Ah. Because you can't turn around and look at it because it's only in the mirror. So right. you turn around. What if you see it getting closer and closer to you, and you can't like it feel it getting closer? Reaches out through the mirror. And you just see it, and like it's on top of you, and it's like licking your neck like a pervert. Right, and then you start having a ton of nocturnal emissions. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? Suck you, bye. Ah, don't take my seed. My valuable, valuable seed. So more in modern times. I'll kind of leave off on that. Lilith has become a popular feminist figure. I was just going to say, I bet she does. Yeah, which makes sense. Totally, for sure. I don't, yeah. I I totally, I, I would jump on that bandwagon. There's actually a women's music concert called the Lilith Fair, and it donates all of its profits to battered women's shelters and breast cancer. Cool. Which is pretty cool. And pretty then there's cool. also a Jewish feminist journal called the Lilith Magazine. While a lot of people may disapprove of the widespread embrace of a former demon, Lilith has been transformed into an icon of freedom. Very cool. So yeah. she becomes like a complex representation of our own desires and yeah. like our views on women. Yep. And the question like, what if I left it all behind? The question of her leaving Eden. And how often like when a woman, maybe not so much anymore, but even just 50 years ago, it, when a woman does something like that, she is sort of marked. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, it's a very taboo to leave, to be a divorcee or to, you know, embrace her sexuality, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's very, you get slandered for that. Yeah. And there's actually a character in Narnia that's based off of Lilith. Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, Mr. Thomas. <laughs> that slut. The White Witch is supposedly oh. the daughter of Lilith, which I okay. didn't know. I never actually read I the books. Know. The White Witch is the daughter of Lilith, and she is determined to kill the sons of Adam and the daughters of Eve, which I don't remember the movies very much, but I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And she imposes the perpetual freeze on Narnia so that it is always winter but never Christmas. Oh, okay. You know, Narnia was, that, those, those books were so heavily Christian. I never really thought about that. Yeah. They definitely are, which makes sense why Lilith is kind of brought into it. Yeah. Scary woman. Scary woman. Making me feel cold and sad. Which is funny because I remember watching those movies and I always loved her. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I thought she was so cool. I'm like, ooh, badass woman. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Independent. Yeah, for sure. I I just really liked um, The Beavers. Remember that (laughs) part of the movie? The Beavers that like helps the kids get safety i don't yeah. i'd honestly i barely remember it i just remember there was talking beavers and i was all about that fuck yeah we really took away two very different messages from that film yeah. yours was like female empowerment mine was like beavers can talk <laughs> yeah i think that was uh, a really interesting kind of dive on yeah, a little taste of Lilith some mythology and, and history but yeah if you guys liked it let me know and we'll be doing more regardless if you like it or not. <laughs> yeah but send us an email Leave us a review on iTunes, and I'm going to start reading those off on our full-length episodes as well. So if you'd like me to read off your review, whether it's good or bad, oh boy, leave it, and I'll do it. Okay. But you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at According to an Idiot, or our Twitter at Idiots Accord, and you can email us at According to an Idiot at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And I will see you in time. Yeah, love you guys. Bye.